Yes. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I've actually done, I must have done a good job because the phone lines are sort of jammed right now. So let's go to Robert in Greenville. Robert, I got to be quick. I got to be time efficient. What can I do for you? Yes, sir. I'll make it quick, but uh, I went out trick-or-treating last night. I had no idea Super Dave Harrington was not a superhero. I, I thought he was from listening to all your shows. But uh, that's who I went out as. I got a tootsie roll, but that was it. Well, Super Dave, you know, Super Dave, he, he blends into the background really well. When he when he erupts, he, he's like one of those dormant volcanoes. Everybody's like, let's go climb that. Then it erupts. They're like, oh, my, what have we done now? So, I couldn't believe his eyesight. That's 16, 20. Man, is that fantastic. Yeah, he, he, I wish he, I he irritates the like living stuff out of me. Dude, he'll be like, dude, my eyesight is this and that. And I'll be like, shut up, because he's, he's a few months older than I am. And I'll be like, I'm carrying your gun. Yes, I'm doing sir. everything you told me to do. Just shut up and stop with the eyesight stuff. <laughs> well, I also wanted to call in. I'm studying a uh, history, a chronology of different assassinations uh, throughout the United States history. Yes, sir. And I came up to uh, Harry Truman. He was, uh, they had an attempted assassination on him. And what's interesting about it, there was a real insurrection uh, attack on Congress, uh, not anything like the J6 knocking on the door and yelling in. This was a real insurrection. Right. They killed five congressmen. Yeah. And, and it was four people who did it from uh, Puerto Rico. Um, nationalists had come over here, and then uh, in 1979, Jimmy Carter gave them a, a pass and freed them out of jail. Yeah, and well, they were you, still know, you, you just you just you just explained everything right there. Let me jump, and <laughs> let me jump, and you keep being Super Dave. That's a good thing to be, Daniel and Easley. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Hey, Bill. I just wanted a question. Everybody uses the excuse they like their guns in a boating accident. <laughs> what would be wrong with what would be wrong with saying I need to get my truck fixed? So I sold them at the flea market. You could do that. You could do that all day long. That that actually, you know, I just, just be sure just to have, have a nice shiny bolt on there. Put a nice shiny bolt on there so you can point to it and say, yeah, to sell all my guns to buy that there, buddy. Hey, did you bring any yeah, coffee? I yeah. Just, <laughs> I just figured that would be a lot more believable situation than I lost him in a boat accident. Well, I don't own a canoe and I don't live anywhere near a, uh, a river. So your 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 idea does have it does hold weight. But anyway. All right, well, I appreciate it, Bill. I'll yes, sir. You all the time, right. Thanks for the call. We got another. We got well. We'll get to the, get that in just a minute. Going out of Super Dave Harrington. Super Dave Harrington, for those of you who are uninitiated, Super Dave is a 20-year special operations veteran. Um, he talks to you like he's like a like a surfer dude. He he, he is forever young. Um, his body took so much punishment when he was in the military that he has two fake knees, one one fake hip. Uh, he needs the other hip replaced, and. Uh, uh, he's the one that all of the other superstar gun trainers go to to train with because he is the bone. I mean, he's been a he's been a TV host. He's been a lot of things. Just he just recognizes being the best there is. We got somebody else. Well, I could see that. 
Uh, and it says, mobile from unknown. Yeah, he has a question about something that <laughs> I guess didn't want to be on the air. Uh, oh, so we, we, he doesn't want to be on the air. Yeah, well, yeah, he was wondering about the luncheon. The luncheon. Yeah, that you did last last week. Well, put him on here and let's talk to him. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Good morning, Bill. I finally, finally have a afternoon off, and I was hoping that you were going to be doing the luncheon uh, for the vets. I'm not doing it today. I do it the last Wednesday of every month at Upstate Warrior okay. Solutions. And Upstate I, Warrior. Yes, sir. It's on. Uh, I believe it's 770 Pelham Road. It is a. Uh, it is an absolute wild building as far as what everything they have in there. They have everything from a gym to uh, credit counseling to job placement to law enforcement liaisons and everything else. They, they got it all. They cover everything. And, uh, yeah, well, I have a very uh, – every last Wednesday of the month, I have a very nice spread put out by Ingalls Markets. And, uh, the, well, let's just say the police, they, they enjoy that quite a bit. They show up and they belly up to it and they, they do away with it, and I like that. Well, I'll put it on my calendar now and try to see you the last Wednesday of the month. I look forward to it. Thank you, Bill. Have a great day. Yes, sir. Everybody should be coming to that. Support veterans. Support veterans. Yes, yes, sir. I know you're about to say something. What? No. Well, you look <laughs> like you were rearing up. Re- revving back. <laughs> ah. Is that uh, the, the Ingles? The Ingles luncheon that you Yes. Do? Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, okay. It is. Yeah, Ingles, Ingles food is really good. It by is. The way. Uh, it they, is. They bring chicken tenders and croissant witches, which Dude, are really good. I have really some good. Ingles uh, macaroni salad with me right now. Well, we got to talk about them in a little bit. But I mean, the the, the luncheon is uh, when they spread it out. Uh, you know, I have a couple of WORD people administering to it. And we're trying to get rid of all of it, and uh, the young police officers they show up and only take so much because they they look at us old people. They're like, I don't want to swell like <laughs> these guys. <laughs> <laughs> but the veterans show out too, and the veterans come up, and uh, I like seeing the veterans get out. It's and, not uh, weight; it's wisdom. No, go. it's weight. It's weight. There's weight, wisdom weight that, that goes along. Wisdom. There's weight. <laughs> there's weight that, and and you you become wise due to the weight because what you become wise to is I was in a lot better shape when I what didn't have the weight. <laughs> that's that's where the wisdom comes in. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that. Uh, but I'm glad he called. He, everybody, uh, I one of the things that I find interesting about that particular event is that everybody thinks they have to wait because we have a little, we have a little audience out there that. Comes in and sits for the live radio show. I wish we were doing radio theater sometimes just because we, we we do pretty good with what we're doing. It would be so much more fun for them otherwise. But anyway, uh, so on the text line, I've always listened to the several shows you have had on WORD radio and agree with almost everything you say. I'm just giving you some stuff about the dark topics over the last several days. I know it's coming. But most people will not know how to handle any kind of emergency situation. I get that. I understand that. And, I mean, I also get the fact that I can sit here and talk till I'm blue in the face and keel over. And then Maestro over here is over here jumping up and down on my chest to get me to breathe again. uh, Trying to get somebody to change their thought process. And nine times out of ten, I'm not going to do it. But if that one time out of ten I do get somebody to change their thought pattern. I had a text her the other day, female. She texted me, and she is completely against guns. Her husband is completely against guns, but they understand that they need to do something. So she wanted to know, uh, 
where she could go to get some private lessons. And I just happened to know where to send her to get some private lessons. So she, hopefully, I, I hope she does it. I gave her the contact number. And, uh, you know, that's somebody that changed their mind. And that, listen, I don't like doing most of the stuff I talk about doing. It's, it's a big imposition. And it's a, it's a necessity. So, yes, the, the dark topics. I don't like the dark topics either. I would rather be, you know, later on this month, it's going to be Black Friday, and we're going to be talking about the International Ballet. Because here in the upstate of South Carolina, we have the International Ballet, and it is a regional thing. For everybody listening, you should come because they bring in world-class talent for their nutcracker. And uh, that's the kind of thing. There's lots of great things happening out here. But it's the dark stuff that's going to hit. It, I, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I talk about it now. Um, I talk about it because of things like Lewiston, Maine. Because in Lewiston, the crime is so low, and the gun-free zones are out there with the signs, thinking, "Okay, everybody's safe now." And then they have this aberration against society occur, and everybody's all up in arms. And we look at it, and we saw the signs coming. We knew this was going to happen, and then everybody acts shocked. So I, too, want to move off of the dark topics. It's just that there's just so many of them. <laughs> ah, let's let's uh, hang on just a second, if you would. When we get back, we'll talk about the military. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Well, right now, our military is unprepared, and that's a problem. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. We are streaming live on the W. Let me get this in the right place. I was told the other day I don't need to have the, the mic in front of my face there, Joe. What do you think? For whatever reason, somebody has, they have dubbed maestro Joe Rohan. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Rohan. Yeah. Why, why Rohan? That's what I want to know. I'm sure that was a that's somebody that doesn't know how to hit that QWERTY keyboard because H is right beside the G. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Israel, when they wanted to invade on the ground in Gaza, had to wait because we had to send air defense assets to the region in order to protect our troops and assets. Because they knew, and we knew, that when they started moving in on the ground, which we're getting it now, there's all kinds of drone attacks and everything hitting American troops, uh, that there was going to be uh, this kind of stuff happening. Now, the problem here for me is that we knew that this was a volatile region. And we know that we should always be prepared to defend our bases and troops. Uh, did we not learn anything from Beirut? In Lebanon in 1983, I mean, the whole reason I joined the military, why weren't we ready for this now? Turns out that we don't have the wherewithal now to defend all of our assets everywhere, which is just unfortunate, but it's also dangerous. So that means we have to rob Peter to pay Paul. The problem with any sort of armed conflict is this is decided by attrition in a lot of cases, and we don't have enough to go around for what amounts to a peacetime. Right. And uh, in a medium intensity conflict, that's pretty bad. But in a near peer conflict, 
Well, we're out of business pretty quick. And we get this. The, a significant portion of the U.S. Army's Patriot surface-to-air missile force have been or are in the process of being deployed to the Middle East in response to the ongoing Israel-Gaza crisis. This is in addition to many other obligations around the globe. And through, though this reflects the immense ability of the U.S. military to project power worldwide, it also underscores the stark limitations of its existing ground-based air and missile defense cap- uh, capacity. Concerns about what this means for the prospect of adequately defending U.S. forces deployed overseas, as well as U.S. homeland, is something senior U.S. military leaders, as well as the war zone, have been drawing attention to for some time. This is only a problem because we are not willing to actually go in and do what we have to do. The rules of engagement are always a pair of handcuffs. Um, The Patriot Missile... Uh, when the Patriot missile was first deployed in, in the Persian Gulf, when that thing actually worked, you can believe there was a lot of high fives going on. It had been tested exhaustively. It had never been used in an environment, in a true combat environment, where lives were depending on it. So this, you know, now now they're old hands at this. This is no big deal. The intercept of this, is, that's nothing. Uh, each battery can have up to eight trailer-mounted launchers, as well as a AN MPQ-65 multifunction phased array radar, because when you're tracking multiple targets coming at you at multiple trajectories, you've got to be able to target and track them and lock on. So it takes a very impressive radar in conjunction with the missile system for this to work. But here's the question. How limited is the supply? And how inadequate would the batteries be to swarm attacks? Hezbollah has thousands of missiles aimed in the north. And a swarm attack is where they just simply overwhelm these batteries with numbers. Now, it's not like we're going to face the 1990 Iraqi Air Force, which uh, that turned out. They, most of those planes got buried, literally. They buried them. Let's not kill them. Let's not, let's not waste these planes. We'll need them later. And they, they sent them over to Iran, and Iran said, thanks. <laughs> thanks for these jet fighters. That's great. The threat environment, and this is what they refer to, the threat environment is a rapidly changing fluid area. We have 17 battalions right now. Two are dedicated training units that are not available for deployment. I'm talking about air defense. Four of the Army's remaining Patriot battalions are in Germany, Japan, and South Korea. They all have a mission. Other Patriot units have been deployed elsewhere in the Middle East, like Saudi Arabia, in the past as well. So the pair that have been tasked to deploy to the Middle East represent just over 13% of the total deployable Patriots and at least about 20% of those systems and possibly more that aren't already on station elsewhere outside the United States. Those two training battalions are non-deployable. They can't go. And this is unforgivable. Thank you, Congress. Thank you, Mr. Resident. Thank you, you know, Pentagon. I know that you've been out there examining white rage and, and stuff, but, you know, this other stuff, this actual mission stuff, you know, I know that fell by the cracks. I get it. I get it. Now, we're spending a lot of money right now on other people's wars. We could be spending that money on ourselves. You know, they, they, uh, Biden got out there and he wants to have a $100 billion basket. And then he's going to take that money and divvy it up amongst the other people. And $60 billion goes to the Ukraine. We spend a lot of money. 
but very little blood. But it sure doesn't look like the case is being made in a serious way for them to continue doing this. We're not going to get a concrete analysis of uh, how well this money's being spent. So whichever side we come down on regarding this military aid to our friends and our allies, uh, first thing first, we got to take care of our own house. Because while I'm out there and I'm telling you that logistically America would be a nightmare to invade, that doesn't make it an abject impossibility if we simply get out there and send everything we've got to the Ukraine, which seems to be the trajectory we're on. What we're doing is inadequate to fit just to serve our needs, our own defense. We're either going to have to reduce the commitment Increase the spending. Going to have to figure out how to get people to join the woke military. That's going to be a that's going to be a stretch. If Taiwan becomes a a flashpoint, if we get drawn into the Middle East war, if they attack Israel on all fronts, and we have to go in and you know get active in that one, China goes to Taiwan and annexes it, and that's the only important. Because 90% of the world's semiconductors come from Taiwan today. So the Chinese taking over Taiwan means they take over the semiconductor business. Who remembers when you were going to a car lot? When I bought my pickup truck in June of 2021, there was five pickup trucks on the lot. They had just gotten there. All five were sold the day I bought mine. Who remembers that? No cars. There was other things we didn't have. We had shortages of. Semiconductors are a big part of our life now. Taiwan makes 90% of them. That's why they are strategically important. China is sitting there idling, waiting for this to happen because they expect us to be drawn into it. And they've got a Navy coming there. And China knows that right now the odds are on their side because their Navy's bigger than ours. They've actually been out there and they've been building up the military. Even though we spend more than anybody else on the nation, apparently we're sending a lot of that to Ukraine. This is an issue. I'm, this, this worries me a great deal. A great deal. Our new speaker got a little pushback from Charlie Kirk, uh, you know, Listen, Charlie, you might want to think about getting a taking a sip from that bottle on the in the corner that says reality. This is News Talk 989 WORD. Somebody thought I meant Charlie James, not Charlie Kirk. I meant Charlie Kirk. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. And speak of the devil, there's Dave Harrington calling me now. We won't gear out now from the election. And if you have seat belts, you should be buckling them up right now. If you have a crash harness, you should be buckling that up. If you have a parachute, put it on. Because we're going to be on the back of a bull that's going to try to throw us off. And... Uh, There's no seatbelt in the world that's going to be able to keep you buckled in for what's coming. So here we go. We are going to be challenged in the next year in a number of different ways. We're already in the middle of having that happen. We have all kinds of things erupting all at one time. 
each one of them very problematic. And uh, right now the leaders, Ronald McDaniel, Mitch McConnell, the leaders of the Republican Party way out of sync with their base. And this is going to, I mean, it caused problems in November of 2022. It will cause the same problems in November of 2024. But then we have some criticism that's already been leveled at Mike Johnson, which everybody seems to like Mike Johnson because the Democrats don't like Mike Johnson. So everybody likes him because of that, which is a very odd reason to like anybody. You know, I, I like Maestro. I would like him whether I knew how everybody else felt about him or not. And if everybody hated him, I'd still like him. If everybody liked him, I'd still like him. But that's because I actually employ something called critical thinking, and I apply it to whatever I'm going to do. Yes, Everybody sir. loves me anyway, so it's okay. That's because he's so modest. <laughs> now, we get this uh, from an article. The House of Representatives is crashed, uh, tasked with creating spending bills and passing them on to the Senate. But that does not mean that the Senate has to accept those bills as they are. A lot of times, continuing resolutions are used, and it's just a mismatch of bills that they just go ahead and pass. Sometimes with a lot of changes, sometimes with none, just to keep the federal government's doors open and everybody, everything operating. Now, we, me, you, everybody I know wants to see the continuing resolution come to an end because that's not actual work. That's not actual work. That's like, like, that's like saying, uh, hey, let's do a rerun from last week. This, my, my last week Wednesday show was stupendous. Let's play it again. That's the easy way out. It's lazy. And we're, what we're talking about here is them actually, they're the ones tasked in the house with actually spending money. So to so say, well, listen, you're tasked with spending money, so do something that has a good accounting. So we need to see the continuing resolutions go away. I get it. I want to see that as well. Every well-meaning Congress critter out there, including Senator, We'd love to be able to pass separate, distinct spending bills, but the way they play the system here is they present them with these gigantic bills with a couple of weeks to consider. And uh, for whatever, I, I don't know what they're doing, but apparently they're not reading them. So the Democrats have the Senate and the presidency, and the House and the House is run by the Republicans. That means the House has one card to play. That does not mean they can't win some concessions. But they're not going to win everything. They're simply not. It's not in the cards right now. So enter commentator Charlie Kirk. He believes the GOP needs to batten down the hatches at any cost. He said, so you must understand that because they're going to be saying there's a lot of different excuses. And here's where we are. Speaker Johnson, praise God that he is Speaker of the House. Biblical worldview, godly man, he is now caught up in the whirlwind of what it's like to actually run a Republican Congress in the midst of a uniparty swamp. Speaker Johnson is saying, well, we might have to do just one more, just one more continuing resolution. We just got one more all the way through January 15th. Why is that? It's obvious he doesn't want to make people work through Christmas because he says, well, we need some breathing room. No, no breathing room. Work through Christmas. You guys have destroyed this country through complacency and some intentional behavior. Work through Christmas. You get no Christmas break. The people that you are harming put you in D.C. Not that you could have nice trips and enjoy the pleasantries of life and the luxuries of being a congressman. Kirk says we have to have 12 separate spending bills. No Christmas break for you. Go ahead and shut down the government. 
I'm in. Shut it down. Take it away. A government that stopped functioning can't do us any harm now, is it? And that would be better than what we got going on right now. But when we had the House and the Senate in the mid-90s during Clinton's term, I was calling for the same thing, and I was calling for that back when the House and Senate were controlled by Republicans under George W. Bush's term. So right now, we didn't do anything about it when we had a chance to do something about it when it would have actually passed. Everything was in place under Bush. Everything was in place under Trump in his first two years. Asking them to do this now just means we basically turn over the House to the Democrats, and it's not going to go anyway. The Republic went through 22 days without a speaker. And I wasn't concerned at all that we did not have a speaker because that meant they weren't doing anything. Now, the press harped about it. And here we are a week since Johnson has put in the speaker's chair and everything seems to pretty much be back to normal. I'm not opposed to a government shutdown because I think uh, I think most of what they do is... Uh, you know, an overreach and nonsense, and they should admit. But whenever that happens, the Republicans say to themselves, we're going to get bashed in the media. You guys are going to get bashed in the media no matter what you do. And that is a political reality. And there's political reality and then real reality, and that's the reality of shutdowns. The continuing resolutions have already been decided prior to him sitting down in the chair. And they're going to continue to be done until we take control of the Senate. And that's how official Washington, D.C. works. So if we're not going to take control of the Senate, we don't need to get out there and call for a bunch of guys to fall on their swords simply because it's not going to work. This is strategy. This is Sun Tzu strategy. You amplify your strength, you maintain your strength. You do not diminish your strength in the face. If there's, if there's a war that cannot be won, you don't fight it because the war will continue. I'm just not down with that silliness. Going to talk about Gretchen Carlson just because everybody seems to think that she has some, some value. I don't. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Let me give you one clarification. If Johnson wants to get out there and say, we're not going to do a continuing resolution, we're either going to have separate spending bills or we're shutting down the government, and then he does it and doesn't cave, cool. I'm good with it. I'm good with it. But if they're going to get out there and make the noises about it, and then, uh, because here's what's going to happen. They will make some compromises along the way while they're trying to do this, right? They'll try to find something. And we will look at the things that we get out of that, and we'll say that wasn't much. And we'll look at the things we had to give, and we'll say that was a whole lot. And then we'll still be unhappy with it. 
will still be on un- Everybody was un- unhappy with what uh, McCarthy did regarding the debt ceiling limit. So um, expecting these guys, because we have one new guy in place, expecting them to make a U-turn is very unrealistic. And this is not me being a rhino. I'm not, you know, I, I vote Republican primarily because they're as close to my philosophy as you can get. I'm not, I'm not an anarchist. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm a populist. And whoever puts America first, I'm in. Now, the Democrats aren't going to do that, so I don't have to ever worry about that. But, uh, yeah, I, I just got called a rhino because I, I'm out there and I'm saying, you know, I'm giving you a dose of reality. We own the House, and right now we're in disarray. Since they've gotten Johnson in place, where's where's Matt Gates and Nancy Mace? They're, you know what they're doing? Nancy Mace is out there talking about, yeah, I got the, I got the last speaker removed. They're not out there talking about the budget. They're not out there talking about the continuing resolution. They're not out there talking about anything. They're just out there fundraising. Because members of the House are up for re-election every two years. So they do a year of you know lip service, and the next year, from here on out, they're all going to be in re-election mode. So I have learned not to put any stock in any single one of them. Not even, I don't put stock in Trump. I mean, Trump, you know, if he's good and he's in place, great. Have at it, boss. You got four years to fix everything that has taken us decades of, of, of mismanagement to get us to. I'm almost certain you can do it. I, too, will play that dumb game. We've allowed something to happen, and it's bad. And it's going to take a long time, and everybody's got to be engaged to fix it, and you're going to have to sit back, and you're going to have to involve strategy. And if you want to get out there and look at my strategy, you say, oh, you're just a rhino. You're part of the problem. This is ideological combat. I'm going to win some, I'm going to lose some. And the main thing is I don't quit. That's the main thing. And when somebody stops and gets out there, oh, you're just a rhino. Okay, well, what are you doing? Show me something. Show me something you're doing that I should be doing. And don't give me any anecdotes or anything else like that. Don't give me any citations that you can't prove. Give me something real. That's all I'm asking. It's not a very hard thing. I mean, I, I get out there and I, I, whenever I see these things, I'm always like, well, what, what is your alternative Give me the alternative. I'm interested. I'm genuinely interested. And that's part and parcel of the problem today. We get out there, and if something doesn't go our way immediately, uh, we, we cross our arms at our chest, and we stick our, stick our bottom lip out, and we say, I don't like this. I don't like this at all, so I'm not going to play anymore, you rhinos. <laughs> and in the interim, the, the rhinos that we leave to their own devices, they just sit there and go, yeah, I'm glad that loudmouth shut up and went away. Now let's go out there and fundraise because, you know, I'm going to go for my 26th term in the Senate. How long have I been? How old am I now? You know, talking about Lindsey Graham. He'll be like 126. He'll be out there. Yep. My reelection is coming up next year. Let's go out there and get the saps lined up. And that everybody that votes for him is a sap. We're not going to primary him the way things are going right now because nobody wants to get out there and do something apart from the herd. Everybody wants to say the same thing the herd is saying, and they've got a different spin on it. And my spin is better, and you should listen to me. And even though we're saying the same thing, uh, you know, I'm better. 
it's going to take a lot of daring to unseat Lindsey Graham. You're going to have to be a daring individual. I'd give it a shot, but I hate fundraising. Plus, I'd have to quit. I just got here. Maestro's become he's, he's become attached to me. So you know, if I if I if I up and run for Senate, and I had to resign, he'd be like, "No, Bill, no, don't go away." Yeah, it might get a little boring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on top of everything else, on top of everything else that's going on in here. So, um, yeah, it's going to take some daring. But listen, uh, getting out there, the if your fallback is to say, "Oh, you're just a rhino," you're becoming one of them, just like one of them. Um, you're lazy. You are lazy. If I'm out here just spewing, spewing some reality, you're lazy if you're going to get out there and say, well, you know, that's a rhino position. You're becoming one of them. My friend, you have no idea how far I'd be willing to go to ensure that the nation remained free. You have no idea what I'd be willing to spend, what I'd be willing to give. <sighs> What are you willing to give? That's the question. You can sit back and question mine if you want to. I got an answer for you. You'd see it. I'll be giving more of it tomorrow, 22 hours from now. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.